guys. It's Danny Frank uh, from Danny Frank's Walks of Life. Just wanted to thank you for listening to all the episodes so far. Uh, we're on track to hit a thousand downloads on Podbean alone uh, before the year's end, and it looks like it's growing. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to Danny Frank's Walks of Life on Instagram. Uh, follow me on all social media, and please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts, and please tell your friends. Um, but really, from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank everybody for listening so far. You've made this project more than what I could have thought, and uh, I'm excited to see where it continues to grow. So thank you so much. Uh, without further ado, on this week's episode, uh, it's me and an old friend, Chelsea, Chelsea Rose. She's an incredible musician. I want you to go check out her profile and all of her music. Go check out the Summer Twins and check out the playlist that we made for you. It's called City Sunsets. And uh, it was kind of improvised in the moment. Um, but yeah, I think you're going to enjoy this episode. Without further ado, though, thank you very much. Please listen to Danny Frank's Walks of Life. Thank you. Oh man, I'm sorry. I just realized this is perfect. Uh, I might have to sit this way. Yeah, do second. it. Sorry. It looks awesome. I gotta get a picture of you. It feels pretty damn comfortable <laughs> and like feels like it was meant to be. Dude, this is so okay. This is such a good promo pic. Wait, let me wait for this person walking by. All right, give me a few different faces. Lean your head back against the tree. Yeah, like that. Now give me a laugh. <laughs> oh, I like that one. <laughs> Rocking out. <laughs> I don't know how to pose like not silly. I still got to like buy a book on that or like take a class. I can help you. Yeah? I can teach you, yeah. You could just like cross your arms. That's always a good pose. Okay. But you just want to be like relaxed. You know, and then I would just say always laugh. Yeah. Like okay. if you can just make yourself laugh like a genuine smile, then it's always <laughs> going to look good for reals, though. Like it's hard when you're like trying to fake smile, you know, Yeah. whenever I take pictures of people, I always ask them to fake laugh and I fake laugh with them so they don't feel silly. But then you both end up feeling feeling silly and laughing anyway. <laughs> you know what I still do to this day? Um that you taught me huh was the hey oh <laughs> yeah. i forgot it actually about really that helps. that's awesome it really helps yeah yeah maybe you just need to think that in your head or say it <laughs> yeah. hey, hey. Oh, that's so true that's such a good pose that it's comes yours, with that man, like hey yeah like, no it's for everyone <laughs> you can't help but be happy when you do that really all right um anyway though Welcome back to Danny Frank's Walks of Life. I'm here with uh, Chelsea Rose, the wonderful musician who I actually met in college. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, before we get going, uh, why don't you tell everybody your name, what you do, a little bit about yourself? Sure. My name is Chelsea Rose, and I do a lot of different kinds of things. I am a songwriter and singer. I play guitar. And I recently got into photography, so that's been another passion, recent passion of mine. And then I recently started a podcast of my own, and that's been like another thing I've been really into lately. So. And for everybody that doesn't know it already, what's the name of your podcast? Oh, it's called Bloom with Chelsea Rose. Awesome. Bloom, just like the flower. Yeah. I get it. Right on. Uh, so... Tell me, Chelsea, how have you been during this quarantine? Uh, are you still staying creative as much as you can? It's been up and down yeah. for sure. Like I'll go through periods, but I try not to put too much pressure on it and yeah. just remind myself that it's an intense time and that it's okay to rest. And then when I feel inspired, I'll definitely try and 
just get a lot of good stuff down while the inspiration's flowing. Right on. You know what? Um, I usually ask this at the beginning. Well, let's pause real quick. Sure. Check. Um, I usually ask this at the beginning, and I want to make sure to ask it um, before I get too far in. Sure. Um, before we record, is there anything you don't want to talk about? I don't think so. Okay. I'm open for whatever. Cool. All right, let's get back into it. Thank you it. for asking. You're welcome. Let's pause one more time. Okay, yeah, now it's super important not to beat yourself up because I know at the beginning of the quarantine for sure I uh, was kind of looking down on myself for not writing jokes like every day and not doing like a new YouTube video every single day. But like collectively we're going through a very strange time and it's totally okay to let yourself off the hook. Yeah, yeah, you know? definitely. And uh, oh, there's a cute little dog that just walked up. <laughs> Got to mention that because he's cute. Yeah, when quarantine first started, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to practice every day. Like, come on, guys, right, let's practice yeah. every day. And I actually did for like yeah. a month. Yeah, sometimes I'll do challenges where I try to practice every day for a month, even if it's just like five minutes. Uh -huh. um, but then I got pretty burnout on it. And then I took like a really long break. But it's kind of nice to do that. Like I said, to just do it while you're feeling it. And I feel like if you can just like practice that really helps but then it's also really important to take breaks too yeah you know? yeah definitely because sometimes you you need that rest in order to grow right mm -hmm. yeah exactly like this weird thing happened somewhere along like my own guitar uh playing journey and i'm not that good but um i've noticed that the better that i got at it the more important it was to stay consistent but to take breaks because mm -hmm. if you're like pushing yourself all the time and not taking breaks to rest, like those calluses can't develop and like your body mm. can't get time to like process the muscle memory, I guess. Because mm -hmm. for whatever reason, it felt like taking like a week off after like two weeks straight of like intense working on the fretboard. Um, I'd come back and it was like just easier to fall yeah. right into it. You know what? Sometimes know that happens. It's like that with practicing too. If there's something yeah. that... I'm struggling with and then you play over and over and you just like can't really do it and then you like take a break however long and come back to it then it's like oh you can suddenly kind of do it yeah a it's like easier I don't know what that is like wanting it to happen yeah makes it happen maybe I don't you're know. just like more relaxed after you step away from it and aren't thinking that. about it as much I don't know I'm not sure that is true because there's like paralysis by analysis and just getting yeah. too worked up it makes me think of like recording, like whenever I'm recording a song, yeah. doing a take like with guitar or vocals or whatever, like I've always found that if I don't get it by the third or fourth take, mm -hmm. like it's not going to happen and I'll have to come back to it. It's either come back to it or we use one of those takes. And sometimes one of the takes are actually better than I thought. You know, you go back yeah. and listen to it and you're like, oh, this is actually better than I thought. Yeah, I don't know. It's easy to like kind of magnify your work and criticize your own work as an artist. I yeah. think I'm sure you can relate. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, that reminds me of this phrase that uh, the great Brett Banta told me, a uh, comedian and designer. Actually, he's a very accomplished designer before. Cool. He was a comedian, I guess. But uh, he gave me the advice that I guess is like a common phrase that's known by a lot of designers and it's sometimes you got to kill your babies and it's like you can keep reinventing something and keep trying to make the perfect thing forever but sometimes you just got to cut it off and just accept it for what it is yeah and setting that like limit on yourself is just going to cause way less headaches down the road because mm -hmm. like i don't know about you but like when you're really passionate about or when i'm really passionate about something like i want to keep it going until i find that perfect thing but I don't think I've ever gotten there. What so do you I don't mean know that why. Perfect thing? Like I'm always searching for the perfect version, refined version of whatever it is I'm doing. Mm, um, mm -hmm. And I'll stress myself out. But sometimes I just got to remind myself just to do your best yeah. and chill. Isn't it funny how we all strive for that? But then like you have to remember there's no such thing as perfect. Right. So we're and always yet. striving after <laughs> something that doesn't actually exist. Yeah, it's... That is the conundrum of the human condition, I guess. 
Um, but before we get too philosophical, uh, where'd you grow up? You're from Riverside, right? Or are you from Riverside? Um, yeah, I'm from Riverside. Right on. And uh, when you were growing up, you, did you see yourself always being an artist or where did that come from? I think I did know that I wanted to do something artistic from a young age. I used to like to paint and draw and craft things. My sister and I had like this table and we were always just like making things out of paper and coloring. And yeah, I think that it, it's always been in my life. My, my parents are pretty artistic. Your and parents are really cool. Yeah, and they're, artistic. they're yeah. the best. Yeah, they're awesome. And I think they were always just really encouraging and kind of like giving us like the supplies we needed to make mm -hmm. it happen. Um, yeah, same goes for like when we were like, oh, we want to start a band. They're like, all right, here's my dad was like, here's my guitar, um, showed me a few chords and then bought Justine like a scrappy drum set. And that's awesome. Uh, for the listeners out there, can you kind of describe what your parents are like? Because like they're very uniquely themselves in a very positive way, though. You know, yeah. like, I think that's what I like about them is like they're really cool, like they're cool parents but they just are themselves and i think they're that way because they don't like try to be cool you they know they're still goofy cool. and yeah. like joke around but they just have like great taste like they have they're into really Definitely. cool like vintage clothes and antiques um their house was really beautiful like my mom used to collect a lot of vintage knickknacks and like some wacky stuff like all kinds of stuff they always had the craziest things and honestly i was so embarrassed as a kid sometimes because <laughs> <laughs> my friends would come over and there would be like i remember they had this like black velvet painting mm -hmm. of the devil with like drugs around <laughs> so awesome. drugs around his head and it was hanging in our house my friend who was super Christian would come over yes. and I was just so embarrassed, but yeah, they, they have fun taste, funky taste. That's so rad though. It, it's kind of funny how when you're younger, everything your parents do kind of embarrasses you. Mm -hmm. Like, cause I, I remember hating my dad's taste in music for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then at a certain point it clicked and yeah. like, I couldn't not listen to the stuff that, uh, we grew up on like I didn't like Van Halen for a long time and then when I became a teenager something clicked and I really loved Van Halen yeah <laughs> and like since funny? yeah it's weird maybe there's something comforting about it too like because it reminds you of your childhood that could be if it. that's comforting for you yeah, I, I think that's fair to say. That's funny. My dad played in a bluegrass band. Oh, awesome. Uh, when we were growing up. So we used to go to a lot of bluegrass festivals. And I didn't really like, I don't know. I, I liked the music. I enjoyed it as a kid. But um, Oh, I hated twang growing but, up. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I didn't really like it. And we used to um, like drive to these bluegrass festivals. And we'd mm -hmm. be on these winding roads. And they'd be playing bluegrass. And I remember getting car sick and I would associate that with bluegrass. So I used to always <laughs> tell my parents, like they would put on bluegrass and be like, no, it makes my stomach hurt. Like <laughs> even till this day, honestly, it's not my favorite genre, but I can really, really appreciate the musicianship. And yeah, my dad's band was pretty undeniable. awesome too. They used to like cover like Rolling Stones and Stevie Wonders, things like that. That's <laughs> so cool. Your dad plays uh, rockabilly as well, right? Or blues? Um, both. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's really way cool. And would you say that was an influence on you getting started with guitar or what bands did you like when you were growing up? Um, well, I listened to a lot of Beatles. Like my parents would always Love be playing the Beatles. the Beatles and the Kinks and the Cramps. That's awesome. And they had pretty eclectic taste and they also owned a clothing store. They own two buy, sell, trade clothing stores called deluxe where i work and um justine and i kind of grew up in their stores and they always had these kind of young hip like trendy people working there and they're always playing like the coolest music like beck and radiohead yeah. and bjork um so we were exposed to like a lot of that tlc um yeah right on and then how old were you when you finally picked up a guitar and tried to start your first band I was 13, 12 or 13. 
And this was uh, the Scandells, right? Or is that before? There was one before that, and then it turned into Scandells. But yeah, Scandells was like our teenage band um, that we started in middle school. I actually just put our album up on Bandcamp. Oh, awesome. It had never really been like released on the internet because it came out a long time ago. We only made like 100 CDs, but I put it up on Bandcamp. Yeah, my teenage band, the Scandals. That's awesome. And that was kind of more of a punk sounding, faster type band, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was more like power power pop punk. Did you have, did you see the Scandals? I don't think that was so. Maybe before but we met. Yeah, I met you right summer when twins. the Summer Twins was like oh. beginning, actually. Oh, cool. Which is kind of cool. That and is I remember cool. uh, it's been very inspiring, actually, to see you over the past 10 or so years uh, and just growing and growing and growing and becoming this like monster of a musician and an artist. You know, like you do art direction and I know you do photography. Um, but the biggest thing I will always assume, and I know you do other stuff too, because like I, we met in screen printing, I think. Yeah. With, um, I can't think of her name. She's so I nice. Denise Kramer, maybe? Oh, yeah, I think so. I think that's it. Yeah. yeah. She's super nice, or was super nice. Yeah, that was an awesome class. That was. And just like the Riverside, downtown Riverside had a really awesome art scene. It still does, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you guys are ever in the area, I would highly recommend if it ever opens up again, hopefully it does. Uh, first Thursday of every month, I believe, was the Art Walk. Oh, it's, yeah. It's somewhere online. Um, but, yeah, I will always associate you with being, like, this monster musician. Um, thank you so much. Yeah. So no, well, amazing. no, thank you. Like, you've put in a lot of work. Like, you're really talented as a lead guitarist thank in addition you. to other stuff. But, um yeah, so I mean, so you did a band before the Scandals. You did the Scandals, and then you and Justine, who was the bassist and drummer, I think, for the Summer Twins, right? She was the uh, drummer. Okay, she was only yeah. the drummer for she sure. She played guitar for a little bit at the okay. end. Okay, that I did remember her holding something else for. Yeah, some reason. she plays everything though. Like she's she's played bass on our albums and yeah. stuff. She's can play any instrument pretty much. And was that the first, um, like, what brought on the Summer Twins? Um, well, the, the Scandals broke up, and I started writing some songs that sounded a little bit different and felt, like, really passionate about mm-hmm. them, I guess you could say. Uh, my sister and I studied abroad in Florence through RCC, oh, where we right. went to college. Yeah, we did, like, a three-month thing there, and, like, while I was there, I would just listen to my demos that I had made of my songs on my headphones, like over and over, like on trains. And I remember just getting really like, I don't know, I used to get this feeling a lot with, with Summer Twins, <laughs> where I would just like, it's like a drive, like thinking about it would make me so excited. And yeah. I just felt this like fire in me, like, oh, like, I can't wait to like do this and like make this happen. I feel like I used to feel that a lot with Summer Twins. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, you guys did a lot. Um, you were in Japan at one point, I think, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember you had the video Darling, and that looked really interesting and cool. Yeah. Just to see all those Japanese Summer Twins fans. Oh, Japan was the best. What was it like in Japan? It was just so beautiful. And, like, everyone was so nice, and everything was so clean and cute. And everyone is just like it seemed like everyone was an artist you know even just like their handwriting and just everything so beautifully crafted Mm -hmm. and they put so much like thought and detail they're so thoughtful and that's one of the things i really loved about playing there is like we never felt so appreciated as we did in japan because they were just so quiet listening to the music listening so intently and like we did some shows we collaborated with a clothing line and uh, we did some shows. Oh, and this DJ group called Twee Girls Club. Cool. And um, they just like went all out. They made like little cookies with our name and our logo on them and like little decorations. And we were just so like blown away. That is awesome. Um, growing up, did you think that you'd ever actually get that good at become, uh, becoming a musician? I mean, did you ever see yourself traveling to different countries? Was that something you wanted to do you know what I feel like I didn't really think about it 
that much when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't really know that was something you could do, I guess, like travel around a lot, like playing music, unless you're like huge or something. Um, but yeah, then we kind of started doing DIY tours mm-hmm. and that kind of showed me like that you can just, just takes a lot of planning, but you can like plan a tour. I planned a tour in Brazil this last December. I planned my own tour out there and yeah, that's pretty awesome. proud <laughs> that I made it happen. But yeah, just anyone can do it. I, I mean, granted, we're not really able to tour right now. Right. But I think people will get creative, maybe start doing like outdoor shows and there's a lot of virtual stuff. Yeah, I'm starting to see people start to take more risks uh, as of late. So that's making me pretty happy. uh, There's definitely a lot more outdoor shows. I know that the uh, improv and levity group, I think, are doing uh, drive-in comedy nights. Oh, really? Yeah, where everybody comes in like in its drive-in style in a car. <gasps> That's so And like cool. a comic will do their set on stage, and then they project it on these giant screens. Whoa. And then, like, instead of laughing, because um, the laughs won't travel that uh-huh. far, they'll start honking and flashing their lights. It's different, but I mean, it's something. I was going to say, like, how do you think that would be for you? If I you were know. on stage and people were just <laughs> yeah. honking at you and flashing their lights. Uh, it's, it's not m- quite the same as being able to see the reactions on their yeah. faces, I'd imagine. It's not as intimate, that's for sure. And that's kind of the magical thing about comedy and live performance, I think, in general. Um, just, yeah, you're right. Being able to connect and see the person right in front of you, yeah. smiling and enjoying and feeling the energy in the room. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, How do you like keep your energy up when you're doing comedy Mm -hmm. and like you say a question that fails or like doesn't get any laughs? I wouldn't say fails, but maybe this this crowd doesn't think it's funny. (laughs) How do you like bounce back from that? Like and stay confident and just. Um, It's a complicated question, but not really at all. Like, There's no choice but to keep going. Um, Mm -hmm. And like comedy is this very humbling journey for most people. And I I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but the stories are out there. If you don't believe me, go listen to other podcasts too. I can tell you though, from my perspective, like I feel like I've gone through so many bad moments already that I'm not that phased. Like I've had people threaten to like fight me already. I've had people like just blatantly ignoring me. I've had people tell me like everybody starts somewhere yelling at me drunk. Um, oh my God. I had to perform, keep performing like over like a crowd of people not paying attention to me. But like two meth heads walked around with a Home Depot toolbox oh selling gosh. tools. I think I heard you talk about that. Yeah. So like I've had a lot of weird moments. Uh, my first oh hosting my gig was weird too, like, cause I was not ready for that at all. And, mm. um, I won't say the whole story cause I, I want to get back to you, but long story short, uh, I managed to put on the charade for like four or five hours, I suppose. And then kind of fell apart at the end. And like the manager requested, they take the microphone from me <gasps> and turn the house music on. <sighs> and so that happened. And that was pretty much like the lowest you can go. So now, like, it's going to take really something really tough to like hurt my feelings. Yeah, that's really cool. Because now (laughs) you're like not afraid of it. No, I mean whatever. Like, and if somebody doesn't like it, I can usually comedy is like this weird defense mechanism, and like, feel like a lot of us are really big people pleasers on the inside. Mm. So like, when you fail, like, you want to win them back, and you'll find a way. You like I have different types of jokes that appeal to different types of people and I don't necessarily like plan my sets that way but, but I know you kind of have to read your audience a definitely. little bit huh yeah and you have to adapt like there was this one time I was in a show um where I was literally the only comic that wasn't a one-liner comedian um and one-liner comedians can create like this really good when they're good and have a lot of material really good really fast endless string of laughs because mm. all of their jokes are very short and concise mm-hmm. and like i remember having to modify my jokes and cut a lot of the fat um and just modify my style for that entire set 
to try and keep up with their rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like, so you definitely have to adapt. And I'm not that, I'm not that great at it yet, but I think in time I'll get better. And then that's okay with me. I think um, you're pretty good at it. Oh, thank you. I think you're pretty good at what you do too. Thanks. Um, but yeah, so what else inspires you, do you think, day to day? Because you're beyond that too. I know you're very spiritually in tune person or you feel like a very you consider every part of life very complete whole person if that makes all sense all walks all walks of life all walks of life yeah <laughs> <laughs> no but what else inspires you um lately nature yeah. has been really inspiring to me like we're sitting under this amazing tree right now and i watched this documentary last night called fantastic fungi have you heard of that Mm-mm. Definitely check it out. Like it's about mushrooms and basically about our connection, Mm -hmm. like the way that we're all connected through these, like these mushrooms. Really? It sounds very like it's a, it's very beautifully shot and it just like, it talks about nature and it's not just about like psychedelic mushrooms. It does talk about that, but it's just about nature and how, and I was just so amazed. There was a scene where, like, they showed that essentially, like, fungi could could grow through an oil spill and, like, heal it. Oh, wow. Like, make it go away. Like, they have so much power. So and, there's like, actual healing, healing, healing properties? Yeah, healing the earth and healing wow. us. And they were, like, one of the first organisms. Like, they come from, like decomposition so it's like this beautiful cycle of life like yeah there's a, some shots of like an animal decomposing oh, right because it gross, comes these, from decomposed uh-huh, yeah that stuff comes right? yeah. up from death like oh wow it's just like <laughs> it was so mind-blowing i feel like that's really been um that's funny kind that of making me that. a little more aware of our connection with uh-huh. nature just like energetically and like i really feel it today after watching that it's crazy i would believe that like I don't think that I necessarily always believed it, but as I've gotten older, like not just like, I believe that there's probably some science behind, cause I've read some studies about like the, uh, the use and application of like psychedelic mushrooms and the treatment of depression and PTSD yeah. and stuff like that. And there does seem to be a lot of like proof in it. And there's like studies in Sweden and, uh, Denmark, I want to say that, you know, would allude that there might be something to be gained medicinally from it but um yeah you can definitely like it has amazing healing properties that's what everybody always says and like, like i've heard there's even like different powders that help like dementia like they yeah. help your brain stay like alive and healthy and they help you create new neural pathways which mm-hmm. is why like when you have an addiction um, and you're stuck in this one way, it kind of wipes your slate clean. Yeah, and, and I've people heard can people, be healed from yeah. addiction in one session. And it, yeah, depression too. Sorry, <laughs> you can keep, no, you no, can no. take like yeah. small bits, like capsules of it, and it can help depression. Yeah, no, and there's a lot of studies out there that would indicate that. Um, yeah, they yeah. made an interesting, sorry, I'm no, so no. stoked on this. Yeah, please, yeah. Um, they made an interesting point that like, um, with de- with taking that as a to help with depression, you'd only need like a few pills, yeah. and that doesn't make enough money for the pharmacy industry to want to use that. Like they want to be giving you to get you on a prescription. Like they want you to keep paying for for your your medicines and a lot of times these medicines are like actually kind of bad for you. They don't really go to the root of the problem. They're just more of a band-aid. Western, a lot of Western medicine. Yeah. And unfortunately there's a lot of side effects um, and copious amounts of side effects for most medications um, that are pushed in the Western model. But Um, I think there's a lot just in nature that can heal us. Oh, hundred percent. Plants and yeah, natural medicines. I've been wanting to learn more about Ayurveda have you heard of that? Ayurveda, I know it's a type of yoga, right? Ayurvedic um, they yoga? probably have teach yoga too. They teach meditation. Tell me about Ayurveda. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know that much yeah. about it. I am no expert. I'm just learning, but it's like mm-hmm. 
um, a holistic way of healing. Ayurveda is like about the health side, like uh, the kind of foods yeah. you need to eat to keep your body balanced. And it's There's like a, a full sure. circle, like exercise, meditation, yeah. and eating the right foods, um, a natural diet. Um, how that can help prevent disease rather than like waiting for the disease to happen, then getting on these meds to try to cure it. Like I right. said, put the bandaid on it. It's like, let's, it finds the root of the problem. And so I've been wanting to learn more about it. Right on. Yeah, no, I would uh, definitely agree with that model. Yeah. They have, a, they have like some free courses on their website, actually, if anyone's interested cool. in that um, and like free webinars and stuff. Yeah, I think nutrition in general, uh, and I'm no perfect nutritionist, but it's pretty obvious even when you're becoming like any, or when, while you're in healthcare, that nutrition is super undervalued as far as uh, its role in disease mm -hmm. and like its role as like a cure for disease, because there's a lot of stuff out there. Um, like turmeric is great for inflammation. Oh. And I remember having patients that were severely contracted because like a long time ago, I worked with like traumatic brain injuries, spinal cord injuries, and like people that were kind of messed up um, from various things. And some people were very contracted. And one of the things that I what learned. What does that contracted mean? Contracted is like when your muscles are super tense and tight and your body is kind of like deformed and contorted because there's this tension there. Oh. And it'll happen some t It happens a lot when you're not using the muscle all the time. Eventually it'll lock up. Hmm. Um, so I met this woman that was like from England and she was the first one to tell us all about like the healing properties of turmeric. And we started giving uh, the family member that was associated with her turmeric. And it was crazy to see it really did help in loosening up all the muscles and help reducing inflammation. And like, I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff out there like witch doctor witch doctors and like shaman and like mm -hmm. natural healers and stuff like that like they've existed for centuries i'm sure for a reason yeah there's got to be some truth even if it's not all 100 percent refined there's something there yeah definitely and like back to the interconnectedness thing because like i remember uh and admittedly when i was younger i took mushrooms um only did it twice and like i feel like i don't really have to do it ever again because even once was enough for me to realize what I had to realize, wow. I think, on mushrooms. And it was like, it made me feel interconnected with the universe. It made me realize that, like, we're all one and, like, we're all part of this giant living organism that's interconnected. And yeah. for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So hearing you talk about that stuff, like, it's not that crazy. Um, and hopefully Do I don't sound like that? a total hippie, but no, there's something not. to it. Yeah, I of believe course. <laughs> um, do you find that you're able to like maintain that mindset? Like after mm. your mushroom trip, do you feel like you've been able to stay in that mindset or is it something you have to kind of like for me come back to? Well, I definitely have to do work like daily to keep myself in a positive space or to keep my mind clear of like negative things that might be getting in the way of me doing what it is that like makes me most productive mm -hmm. and that's like a daily task um you know like yeah, whether it be meditation or like even just the act of taking a pause for a moment and deep breathing whatever um it's a it's a never-ending thing of work to keep that maintained but uh i will say this ever since then um i feel like i it was a very spiritual experience to me it was like confirming to me that there's this universal energy or like something beyond myself that exists all around us but that keeps us all interconnected and i don't think i've ever faltered from that way of thinking ever since that moment and i just remember being out and i did it in a very natural setting on thousand step beach in laguna oh, and nice. uh it was like very low and there was tide pools and sea anemones and i remember just reading and or looking at everything and just seeing everything pulse and breathe and I felt like everything was interconnected and that's when I started thinking deeply about that granted this was years and years ago this is like feels like seven no like maybe 12 years ago something like that wow. but I can still remember that and I still have never changed whatever perspective shift mm. happened because of that what about you have you ever I love that. have you ever 
tried that or microdose? Yeah, I have. Yeah. I tried it, but I haven't like taken a lot to where I like really tripped. Yeah. Um, but I, d I've been wanting to lately just have like a deeper experience, mm -hmm. like just go full in and it feels like a little bit scary, but I know that it's going to be helpful. Yeah. I mean, bear in mind, I, this is not us encouraging it. Uh, we are not doctors. <laughs> yeah, we definitely do your, do your research. own research. Do your own research. It's funny, I feel like you Make as like own. a nurse, you're like, disclaimer. Like, yeah, I just realized. I'm like, I'm like just do it. No, <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no. If you're uh, comfortable. Yeah, I mean, life is full of choices that you got to make on your own, and we are yeah, just sharing our perspectives. Right, yeah, it's all about what's right for you. That's the thing is everyone's different. Yeah. Some people are more sensitive to like marijuana or any kind of substance caffeine some people are just more sensitive yeah like as and an adult people can connect in other ways too you know meditation definitely yeah actually yoga, yoga i would say for everybody jogging painting yeah. doing anything creative really music yeah. singing loud in your car yeah. whatever whatever it takes to make you feel connected and free yeah. i guess but yeah so with that in mind, you know, do your own research. Yes. Uh, if it's for you, it's for you. And uh, if you want to write in and tell us about it, by all means. And uh, this is a, just another reminder if you're out there. Uh, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, whether it be on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, whatever, wherever you're listening or watching us, um, please subscribe. subscribe. Please leave a rate, uh, review it. You know, all that's going to help me out in the long run to create a better product. And it would really make me happy. So please subscribe. Thank you. And please subscribe to everything Chelsea does too. look up Chelsea Rose on everything. Thanks. Yeah, subscribe. So is there anything else that you really want to do one day? Like anything that you have a major goal for as far as like artistic pursuits? Do you want to make a movie one day? Uh, do you want to leave Earth being like a giant idol? I don't know. You know what's so funny? That when you first said that, the mm -hmm. first thing that came to my mind was like, I want to fly. Like, I want to hang, <laughs> <laughs> like, I wanna, like, right hang glide. Oh, right like, on. I think that's something I've always wanted to do. Like, I love the idea of flying and just knowing that as humans, we're capable of doing it. There's a part yeah. of me that's like, I have to do that. But I'm also like so scared to do it. But just that feeling of literally like running and like jumping off a cliff and like and flying, yeah. like, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah like there's a, but you wouldn't want to skydive, right? I don't know if I could do it. Just think, yeah, the <laughs> thinking free about it. It's like, skydiving, I used to really want to when I was younger and I feel yeah. like I don't want to as much anymore, but like I kind of still do, but I don't know. I'm getting more chicken. I understand. And hang gliding just in the name sounds so much more pleasant. Yeah, glide. Right? It's more bird-like. Mm -hmm. So more natural in a way. You know you can do that in Torrey Pines. Really? Mm-hmm. In Del Mar, yeah. San Diego area. I think I got to do that. That's like one you thing I, I would like to try before. It looks beautiful there, too, because I, I think it's on the side of a mountain in like an ocean oh, bluff. Oh, man. It's it right above like the water. Dream. Yeah, I'm going to have to send that information to yeah, you. Yeah, please do. If you do it, we'll have to, like, oh tape gosh, it or something. I don't know. so cute. <laughs> oh, we're sitting in this awesome park not too far from uh, where you live. Is there, like, a special significance to this, or is it just a nice park? Because it's a very nice park. It is a nice park. There's a, I, I've walked through here with friends before. Yeah. There's the hill on the other side that we like to hike up. Right on. So it's just, like, the good neighborhood spot. Highland Park. It's very beautiful. Yeah. Do you have any other hobbies that you do right now? Huh. I know hobbies is kind of a weird nebulous word. Yeah. What especially does hobby when you're mean? Like, I'm trying to think. What does that mean? I guess everything you do, right? <laughs> like, yeah. But I'm trying to think if there's anything like, you know, I guess you could say this is a hobby. Like I hmm. love, I just moved into a new place and like I'm super into like decorating and right like finding affordable ways to decorate and like reuse things and kind of like you know curate little themes for different rooms and 
picking colors that will set the mood and lighting is very important plants yeah i'm very into my space and mm -hmm. like just i go all out i'm pretty excited to be in a, a new spot feels like a blank slate right on well i hope once uh things get going back again that like you hit the ground running and i'm sure we all will um and come out with some really awesome stuff do you have any uh anything upcoming that you want to promote or talk about um i do have an album that's mm -hmm. going to be coming out um i don't know when actually but working on getting that out into the world it's an album i've been working on for a few years and haven't put it out i kind of delayed the release when you know quarantine and all this happened and now kind of feels like the right time to release it so i am excited to get right that out yeah i've heard some of the songs on there and it's uh it's gonna be a good one it's uh you've definitely taken your time on it and it shows it's Thank very you. deliberate and sounds good yeah. um so yeah with all that in mind if you could go back and tell like your younger self something some sort of advice to help the journey become a little bit easier um if anything do you think there's anything that comes to mind that you might say i don't know you know what i don't know why this just came to mind this is not what i would expect but i just got the message like don't take it personally yeah and i guess that's like when like being rejected if someone doesn't isn't into your art or they don't like you like don't take it personally yeah that is a very good uh reminder yeah i don't know everybody. where that came from but do you think you've gone through do you think as a musician you have to endure a lot of rejection like for comedians for sure that's what you have to do like that's what's going to make you stronger and make you realize what jokes to cut and which to keep is like constant failure to yeah. be honest oh my gosh <laughs> i feel like you guys have it a lot rougher honestly probably there's a lot it's more not, failure. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that yeah. apparent when you play in a band yeah i don't know i mean you can definitely mess up like i've messed up before and you just have to like jump back in right and just keep and, pushing yeah and i used to kind of like get bummed about it but now i'm a lot more just like i just pretend like it didn't even happen like no one cares no one even notices most of the time with music that's true especially with music like unless you're playing solo it's a little more obvious but even then i think you can just be like whoops you know and nobody's gonna come up and yeah yeah like nobody's gonna come up though either afterward and be like oh you missed that note or blah blah exactly. blah like no one remembers that not at all it's all in your mind 90 percent of the time yeah. we like get to ourselves but right on so if the, um is there anything that you think you'd recommend other fellow musicians and budding artists in general uh do to help themselves along the journey to help themselves hmm because you've I been very DIY the entire time I've met you and you've gained a lot of traction. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I, I've worked really hard. I think I've just always gone for it. And I guess I would tell other artists, I think, to just like don't get in your own way. I think that's the struggle with many artists is like self-doubt and like not believing in your work that it's like good enough to put out there. Um, you just have to like like learn to to believe in it and it's not always going to be good but know that that if you're coming from a genuine place then what you're creating is valuable and someone else is going to connect with it do you feel like that's what you strive for in everything you make just to be a genuine authentic person yeah right on definitely i think quarantine has really taught me that I definitely get that there from your work even before quarantine. Like you've always been very deliberate about your style and your intentions. And I definitely have, but I feel like I used to put up more of a wall Yeah. and sort of like, this is my performer side and then kind of hiding more of like my true self. Yeah. But I'm just realizing how important it is to like share my true self too and be more vulnerable with that. So I feel like that's changed for me about a bit like not being so concerned with how I look or like 
or that it looks that I look cool or that it looks perfect before I put it out into the world. Yeah, there's definitely some freedom that you can gain through just not caring as much about what others think and just allowing yourself to put out whatever it is you're going to put out. Yeah, and I do love to like craft what I'm working on. You know, mm -hmm. my album, I love to like spend time on the songs and make the artwork like the best it can be. But yeah, you just have to like like believe in it. Yeah, definitely. And I've I've been up and down with that, especially with this album. I think that's why it's it feels huge to me to finally be putting it out because I've struggled so much with self-doubt and I've been so up and down with it sometimes listening to it and like not believing in it at all and then other times listening to it, I feel like now is a good time for me to release it because now I believe in it yeah well I mean even if you even if you put it out there and it doesn't do like the best commercially at least something that you put a labor of love into and like at the same time like it's going to be way better than you think yeah. Because you've been looking at it from such a close-up uh, point of view that like you can't even see it for what it is anymore, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I would love to just... I'm just excited to share it yeah. with other people. There's this artist that I follow named Tara Valentine. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about his work and saying, if I can affect or touch one person with my work, then I've done my job. Like, it's worth it. And I just love that mindset. Yeah. But even so, I have a feeling this is going to touch way more than one person. Uh, and on top of that, like, you're, you've got the capacity in you to make things endlessly, you know? And, like, if you don't capture your vision perfectly now, wow. just keep moving. I love that. That's great advice right it's there. True, That's a great thing to keep in mind. Everyone yeah. write that down. I'm going to turn that into a sticker, maybe <laughs> make a shirt. Make some no. free shirts. <laughs> yeah. What but was no, the it's, I know, right? Like, did, what did I say? No, uh, Good thing we have it recorded. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, though, like, what's the worst that can happen, you know? Like, just give yourself permission to be a person, yes. you know? Uh, whatever is going to happen is going to happen. And if it doesn't work out to be what exactly what you want, you can just do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love so that. Don't put too much pressure on yourself, everybody. Uh, you know, like, we all put pressure on ourselves. This gopher that I'm looking at right in front of me puts pressure on himself to find food. <laughs> but, you know, every now and then you got to just relax. Trust that things will happen yeah. as they should. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, before we get going, um, are there any closing words, favorite quotes, books that have inspired you, things that you want people to look into? Um, anything come to mind when I say all that? trying to think of what's been inspiring me lately definitely that documentary that I was talking about fantastic fungi and I don't know I think if I am to leave you guys with anything I would recommend just like taking five minutes for yourself if you can maybe after listening to this just like sit down and put some headphones on some ambient music there's a lot on YouTube and just like tuning in for like five minutes I think we forget to do that and there's a lot to be learned um, when you listen to yourself it's important to listen to what your your body needs and what your soul needs and we don't often allow ourselves that where there's a lot of distractions out there Instagram um, everything you know our minds are being filled with so much information all day long so it's really important to just like unplug and remember what your thoughts are and your feelings are and who you are and yeah I, I recommend it and again in any way that works for you there's so many different ways to like to tune in and, and meditate yeah well awesome so guys go out there be the best version of you that you can be and actually that reminds me um before we go to I got to thank you because at the beginning of my comedy journey um the transition out of working just the day job which I still work but I do comedy sometimes too <laughs> now um you gave me this awesome book that I think helped you at some point mm -hmm. and it was super inspiring to me uh since then I've definitely taken trying to meditate a little more consciously 
and seriously. And uh, I've got aphorisms in my phone throughout the day since reading that book. And that book is um, You Are a Badass. Yeah, and by Jen Sincero. Exactly. Check Every, it out. Definitely a good book. Uh, if you've ever wanted to do anything, really, it's a great motivator. And yeah, especially for getting out of your own way. <laughs> yeah. And like sometimes, you know, we feel like you're in a rut. This would be a great book to read if you're feeling like you're in a rut because it's going to inspire you to get out of there. Um, I wanted to mention one more thing. too. Yeah, I, it's funny. It kind of hasn't left my mind. But I said earlier that nothing's perfect or there's no such thing as perfection. Mm hmm. But I kind of wanted to add that maybe there is like I feel like in looking at nature, it, it's kind of showed to me nature is perfect and it's taught me that like everything is perfect in its own, in way. Its own way. And so are you if you're listening to this. <laughs> I wish we could uh, show everybody out there through listening how beautiful the sunset looks right oh, now against these trees but yeah you're just gonna have to take our word for it yeah this is amazing imagine that in your nature mind. it's so perfect nature is pretty awesome <laughs> um all right well chelsea thank you so much for coming on um before we go to i always have everybody choose a song that's special or meaningful to them uh right at the end and then i throw it in this giant playlist that's compiling with everybody's choices is there a song that sticks out to you that's special, meaningful, or you always play over and over in the car? Um, I feel like normally that would be a tough question, but I feel like I'm just like going with my gut today with these answers. The answers are just kind of coming to me. So should. I don't know why this song came up, but it is a song I love. Um, it's called Everybody's Talking, or every, I think that's what it's called, Everybody's Talking or Everybody's Talking at Me by Harry Nilsson. Right. It's just, I think it's, it reminds me of the sunset. When I hear that song, it sounds like a sunset to me. And maybe because we're sitting at a sunset and it feels like to me, there's something in the chords and the melody. It's so beautiful that it just has like hope in it. It's kind of like a bittersweet hope, you know, the sun's going down, but it's like, it's beautiful. I don't know. Check it out. All right. That's my recommendation. What about you? About me? Nobody ever asks about me. <laughs> um, I mean, I could give you guys a million songs. Trust your gut. What's the first song? <sighs> In a Sentimental mind. Mood by Duke Ellington. Ooh, good one. I forget who else. I want to say Miles Davis, Duke Ellington, and somebody else. But it's called wow. In a Sentimental Mood. Go listen to that good even as, after this, and I guarantee you will figure it out why. Oh, I'm we down. We should make a playlist together. I'm like totally Like throw our best down. songs on there, or like sunset yeah. songs or something. Yeah. Okay, I'm down. Look out for that. I will yeah, we'll link that it. We'll link it in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm down. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in, sticking around with us. I want to thank our guest again, Chelsea Rose. Thank you so much. Thank you, Danny Frank, for having me. This was such an awesome conversation. Oh, it was my pleasure. And it's always great to see you. It's always great to see what you're up to. And I hope you keep killing it thank as you, you always you have. You too. You too. Thank keep you. killing it. All right, guys. Check us out on social media. Don't forget to leave those reviews and subscribe. Thank you again. This is Danny Frank's Walks of Life.